2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 1, in your Bible, amen, in your Bible, King James Version, uh, verse 1, we will begin our uh, reading today and asking you to peruse uh, these verses today. Glad for everyone that's a guest, your guest here today, we just appreciate you and thank you so much for letting us be a part of your life and you a part of ours. Uh, First, Second Timothy chapter 1, uh, verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, according to the promise of life which is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience that without ceasing I have remembrance of you in my prayers night and day. Greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, of, of your tears that I may be filled with joy. Being mindful of thy tears. When I call to remembrance the unfridged faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Enos, I am persuaded that is in you also. Wherefore, I put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God, which is in you by the putting on or the laying on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the affliction of the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and, and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ who hath abolished death and had brought life and immortality to light through the gospel whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the, of the Gentiles. Here's the 12th verse. For the which cause I also suffer these things nevertheless I am not ashamed for I know whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Amen. Father, we just thank you right now for your word. We ask that you will, Lord, speak unto us today. Give us grace to receive what you have for us to become doers of it. And we receive this infringed word of God that's able to save our soul in Jesus' name. Amen. Tell your neighbor, I'm about to hear the word of God. I receive it gladly because God's word will make a difference in my life. You may be seated and I speak unto you life, health, and prosperity. Thank you so much. I want to talk to you today uh, as brief as the spirit of God will allow me. Uh, I want to talk to you from these uh, passages of scripture which you have perused with me with the emphasis on the 12th verse 12th verse says for this cause I suffer these things nevertheless I am not ashamed not ashamed of the work 
that God has called me to, the apostle proclaims, for I know in whom I believed, and I am persuaded. I am persuaded. I want to talk to you from this theme today in this mini-series, uh, this thought, I am persuaded. Would you look at somebody and say, I am persuaded. I want to preface that today uh, for these next fleeing moments to talk to you from the sub-theme, the power of persuasion. Would you touch a neighbor and say, the power of your persuasion. Amen. Uh, some uh, years ago, uh, we were blessed to share uh, the thought, it's a matter of perception. And we uh, declared that uh, what you see in many cases and can often be spoken as the truth determines how you think. Amen. How you see a thing will determine how you think. If you see it one way, your thought will become attached to how you see it. If you see yourself down, you begin to think down. If you see yourself well, you begin to think wellness. Am I okay? Amen. Praise God. Uh, however, to, today we want to talk about the power that's in uh, uh, your persuasion. Amen. Your persuasion. Amen. Your persuasion. And, and in order for us to do that, we need to examine what does this word really mean? What does it speak about? Amen. When we talk about uh, persuasion, we talk about this. We talk about your persuasion as it relates to what is your deep conviction or belief. Say persuasion is my deep conviction and my belief. My deep conviction and my belief. Amen. Uh, persuasion also extends a deep belief or slash belief system because persuasion speaks to the belief system and it speaks to belief system uh, and conviction to God uh, because these two, belief system and conviction, is what drives your passion and commitment. Let me say that slowly. Your belief system and your conviction. Remember, persuasion is your deep conviction. So it is your belief system which is connected to your conviction to God. We're talking about a God thing. It is that which drives your passion, which drives your commitment to live for God, to glorify God, and uh, to serve him no matter what, in every situation. See, the enemy wants to play with these uh, components because he knows that it, it, it would drift up to uh, decrease our commitment and also will at the same time try to uh, eradicate our passion. Amen? Commitment, passion, persuasion, belief system, uh, and conviction is that which drives your passion and your commitment. Your commitment. Amen? What you're committed to, you will do anything and everything to remain attached to it. Say amen. Your passion is the thing you cannot stop talking about. Say amen. You can tell what 
uh, what a person is passionate about. A person talks about that all the time. Be careful what you always talk about because it's saying volumes about what you really uh, are focusing on. Amen? And every believer ought to speak highly and often of the Lord. More than anything, more than your uh, job, more than your family, more than uh, your money, your car. Hello? Hello? Because none of these things would be available to us if it was not for the Lord. Is that safe to say? Amen. You know, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all that dwell therein. The Lord is the one that has the cattle on a thousand hills and a thousand cattle on a hill. <laughs> Amen. It's the Lord, amen, uh, that gives us power. Say amen. Am I right about it? Amen. To have wealth or live in a wealthy place or to live as well as we are. All of these things as believers we have learned. We didn't always know this. T tell your neighbor, I didn't always know this. I didn't always think this way. My belief system was not always this way. But now my belief system now drives me and helps me and persuades me, amen, to be passionate and committed to now what I know, amen, to now what I know, to now what I know. And as we look at uh, this word and its connections, which is commitment and passion, we understand that these two words also are the pillars of your passion. Not only are they words that we are using today, but they are also connected and are pillars uh, to your persuasion. They hold up your spiritual life in times uh, and at all times, even under all conditions. Under all conditions. There's some resolve about the believer, amen, who is uh, committed. Resolve, amen, winds blow, but my resolve uh, keeps me believing that at some point the winds are going to stop. My passion tells me that I cannot afford to give in to what uh, is making up the situations of my life. I can't give in. I'm too passionate about what God has done. I've, I've talked about it too much. I have boasted about it. I've told those who didn't believe my reputation, my witness now, amen, is now uh, at, at, at stake. And I can't afford to have my witness. Job said my witness is on high. In other words, God has recorded Amen. What my life has been like and what I've said and what I've done. I can't go back now. I cannot let anybody see that I'm not as passionate today as I was yesterday. When anybody asks me how you doing, I've got to come across just as excited today as I was yesterday. I don't need anybody to see me wavering and wobbling because of life vicissitudes. I got to let them know that a big God can handle big things. Amen. Say amen. amen. Uh-huh. Your 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 commitment and your passion are the pillars of your persuasion. They hold up your life. 
uh, in, in, in times and, and through times and when you're under all kinds of conditions. It is your commitment and your passion to endure whatever it is to endure. It is that which helps you to maintain your confidence in God. And it is that that will help you to live a committed life believing that God is working everything out for your good. You see how this teeters around and jumps around on belief system, commitment, and passion. Your belief system also, amen, which is a part of your persuasion, tells you God is going to work everything out for my good. Tell your neighbor, you may not need this right now, but you might want to make a deposit right about now. You might want to make a deposit right about now. Because somewhere along your life's journey, you're going to need to make a withdrawal. And if you don't have anything in, you can't get anything out. Say amen. You may, you're going to need this at some point in time. You're going to need that. You're going to need to have the Holy Ghost remind you, I, I, I gave you a passion for God. I gave you a commitment. You walked one day down to the altar or however, whenever you came to the Lord and you committed yourself to live for God. And just like a marriage, praise God, to the highest extent, you now told God, amen, that for better or for worse, you're going to stay in the marriage. Say amen. And now you, now it, 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 it now is being called, is being called to question now. Amen. And the world is watching and the devil is saying you won't make it. The devil is saying you only serve God for your convenience you only at church today because it's a habitual thing that you do religiously. But I dare you to look at your neighbor and say, the devil is a lie. I came to worship God. I came to worship him, but I just didn't come to worship him in body and in soul. I came to worship him in spirit and in truth. I'm not just occupying space. Say amen. Praise God. I'm occupying presence. Because my presence is in God and his presence is in me. Amen. So when I began to act up and cut up in here, I just want you to know, I didn't come here just to look at you. I came to look unto the author and the finisher of my faith. Because when I leave, I want to leave with something in my pocket. I want to leave with something in my pocket. I want to leave with something in my spirit. I want to leave with something in my mind. I want to leave with something that I didn't have when I came. I don't want to just matriculate in and matriculate out and never ever see a change. Never ever get an answer. Tell your neighbor God is too good. God is too great. God is too wonderful to leave us just where we are. Amen. And when you understand that, you echo that. You, you begin to speak to that end. You begin to speak and you begin to tell yourself, my belief system won't let me give up. But it tells me I am an overcomer. I am an overcomer. John told his believers that whoever believeth in the Lord Jesus Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him begotten, he'll love them also, the begotten of him. He loves everybody and, and believer loves believer. 
And by this we know we're the children of God because we love God and we keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments do not bother us, they're not grievous to us. For whoever is born of God is an overcomer. Tell your neighbor, I'm an overcomer. We overcome the world, we overcome the devil, and we overcome our flesh. And the Bible says, and this is the victory that overcometh the world. That is our faith. That is our faith. Amen. And th these, these three components that we share with you all point to faith in Jesus. Amen. I like to think I'm a faith preacher. Amen. I like to think, amen, that though I believe and though I have a faith acumen, I can do better. I want more of God in every aspect of my life. Look at your neighbor saying, I do too. Amen. So your commitment and your passion are the pillars of, uh, of, of your persuasion. They hold up your spiritual life uh, at all times under all uh, conditions. Amen. Under all conditions. And here's something that you also uh, need to know. Amen. You need to consider. Uh, the world we live in today is a declining world. It's a declining world. Jesus said heaven and earth is going to pass away, but not his word. So we know that the Lord promised us that we ought to expect uh, and to know that this is the declining world. And because it is a declining world, the believer, the believer must never allow his or her persuasion to to, to, to change about how they think and feel about God. Amen. Amen. If, if something is declining, in order for it to have life or breath, and we know the world in and of itself is something the Lord told us not to love, Amen. not to become attached to. Amen. But he didn't tell us that we could not and should not affect the world. Amen. There should be something we do that makes the world know who we are. That changes the, the dynamics of what uh, they believe and what they do, particularly when they look at us. We offer hope to a declining world. We also offer life to a declining world. Not only do we offer hope and life to a declining world, we also offer the answer to those who want out. Who want out of the world's social system of living they have to have some place to go when they come out and the only way they'll know where to go is to see you and I you know you're not just walking around just as a believer amen whether you say it or not you're walking around with hope on your chest say amen you're saying to everyone in the world there's hope for you Say amen. And the reason you're saying that because there was hope for me when it looked as though I was in a hopeless and unchangeable position. The same hope that will change your future will, is available to you because it was available to me. So God left us in the world so that we can say like the Apostle Paul under the condition to which he lived, which was not a favorable condition. In the interesting, it seemed like the apostle pins his greatest work under persecution and under duress. Yes, the best of you comes out under duress. When you're oppressed, yes, say amen. When you're oppressed. So God allows us to be pressed because the best comes out of us when we're pressed. Amen. amen. 
And sometimes we feel like we're too pressed, man. We want to say, Lord, lighten up a little bit. I'm too pressed. There's too much going on in my life. And boy, I, would, I want to dump some of this. Sometimes we wish we could get rid of all of the problems and all of the surprises because life has surprises. Am I talking to anybody? You woke up one morning and you found out there was something you did not expect. Say amen. It surprised you. You weren't happy about it. Amen. Praise God. And many of you love surprises. You like birthday surprises. You like flower surprises. I'm not a surprise person. I don't like to be surprised. Amen. I like to be aware. I can act like I'm surprised, but if I get a notion of it, I'm going to seek it out. <laughs> Say amen. Glory to God. But some of you like surprises. You, you gloat on that. that. That's a part of your personality. You, you like it. You like all of that. Amen. Uh, and I, I'm just, this is, look at your neighbors. So that's, that's you, Pastor. It ain't me. Amen. That's just me. I, I don't like su surprises. Say amen. Amen. I don't, Hello, I don't need all of that. I don't need all of that. I don't need you to tell me what I already know. <laughs> Say amen. Hello. And act like I am glad about it. Say amen. That was good information. Thank you. <laughs> I already knew that. Come on, come on. Say, come on. Come on. Amen. <laughs> we need today in this declining world we really need to become believers who express that under whatever we're under we won't change look at somebody says I will not change the enemy wants us to change he wants, he wants our commitment to change he wants our passion to change. You know, he, he wants you passionate about everything but Jesus. <laughs> Hello? And don't worry about it. If you call a fanatic, it's a good thing. Yes, Ask yourself, when the last time I was called a fanatic for Jesus? It's embarrassing because you haven't been called that in a long time. Say amen. It's a good thing to be called a fanatic for Jesus. That means you just overly over there. I mean, you're off the chart. Amen. Passionate about the Lord. You become obnoxious. Every time I turn around, you're talking about your Jesus. Say amen. Well, isn't he worth talking about? Isn't he worth talking about? I would say absolutely so. He's worth not only talking about, he's worth glorifying. Come on, talk back to me today. Say he's worth glorifying. And we must never allow the, the enemy to, to, to uh, change our persuasion about God. No one, no matter what, should change our persuasion about God. Amen? So I've thrown several words at you. I've thrown several different thoughts at you. I've talked about persuasion. And persuasion, of course, uh, becoming your deep conviction and uh, amen and your persuasion is also connected to your belief system and your conviction and how it drives your passion and your commitment so I've thrown these words out at you and all of these words again point to faith and confidence in God when Paul penned this Paul was writing to Timothy his son as the scripture said in the Lord amen in the Lord and uh, 
at the time of Paul's writing, Paul, again, I repeat, was not in a favorable place. He was incarcerated. Say amen. It wasn't the first time Paul had been incarcerated. He had been incarcerated before. But the first time he was on or in what, was, what is called house arrest. House arrest. Amen. He was able to write, to read, and to minister uh, while he was under house arrest. But this time Paul perhaps is in the deep dark dungeon cold and damp amen and the atmosphere is totally different because of what he knows is going to happen in his life he knows he's going to die say amen but in the midst of this he writes to Timothy Timothy the young preacher left at Ephesus to minister for Paul in his stead Perhaps Timothy was going through some crisis that caused him to weep and cry over trying to pastor a people who were strong and bogish. Say amen. And sometimes very difficult to handle. You have been listening to Bishop Joseph L. Shannon Sr., pastor of Greater St. Paul Ministries, the church in the heart of the city with the people of the city in its heart. We invite you to be our guest at our West Campus location, located at 5116 Terrace Drive, Omaha, Nebraska, or at our North Campus location, located at 2123 Miami Street, Omaha, Nebraska. We are one church in two locations. To purchase the full message, please visit our website at www.gspministries.net. If you would like to contact us, our North Campus phone number is 402-341-2231, and our West Campus number is 402-932-4415. Be blessed.